Welcome to The Serial Serial, the AV Club's podcast about a podcast. Every week or two, a few onioning staffers will be talking about the most recent happenings around Serial, one of the most popular and addictive podcasts on iTunes. I'm AV Club Senior Editor Mara Eakin, joined this week by Onion Editorial Director Josh Medell and Video Producer Gus Spellman. Hello. Hi. I'm wondering um, <clears throat> if your boilerplate introduction still applies. Is Serial still one of the most popular podcasts? Good question. I think it is one of the most popular is podcasts, it? yes. Like, it's still in the top ten of mm-hmm. iTunes or whatever. Um, is it as addictive? Well... <laughs> I guess that's what we'll be covering today. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, based on the fact that uh, no one in the office is listening to it anymore, probably not. <laughs> we are, though. We are. Yeah. I think people still keep up with um, what Sarah talked about in part this week, which is the Adnan Syed case. Um, which so- I missed. You guys have to catch me up. I didn't even realize there was this... And maybe some of our listeners didn't realize there was a bonus episode yeah there was two little episodes there was like season one update adnan's trial or whatever and that was like 18 minutes long and then there was you know the regular bo bergdahl that one i listened to mm-hmm. as i, I watched the that. neighborhood should we do the adnan one first uh it's certainly more interesting yeah let's talk about the adnan one first let's get that out of the way it's Fill shorter and it, and it dropped first so oh it did drop first oh okay yeah. i listened to them the other way around i'm just going on my itunes chart <laughs> i don't know it was really fun, I thought, to hear Sarah Koenig kind of like back in the thick of it on the ground, you know, like giving us stuff mm-hmm. as she found it out and as it happened. Like, Let's quickly sum up for Josh, who didn't know, oh, okay. and maybe for the listeners that maybe didn't know either. Basically, Anan is having a hearing right now to determine whether he should get a new trial, to determine whether Christina Gutierrez was like not all there, mm-hmm. to determine whether Asia McLean really had a, an official alibi for him, or uh, whether the cell phone data now is not as reliable as right. it was in 1999. So I guess the, it's the like three big points they were they were trying the to make. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I guess this was in motion Since before Serial even. The oh, first okay. season of Serial even she said, the, she said she talked to him for the first time ever, like right after this motion had been initially denied. Okay. And then he went to like a higher court, and I guess probably in part because of Serial, which she kind of alludes to in the mini episode. Well, she says it's part of Asia McLean's t- Serial was it's part, part of her Asia testimony, McLean's but then she doesn't testimony. say like why, like what like, I want to know. I assume know. it was. I, I assume it's because it's not that interesting. It's like, so why are you coming forward now? Yeah. Oh, because Serial talked to me. Mm. What Serial? Oh, it was this. Then then that's yeah. it. So what do you remember from that day? Yeah. And the judge is like, oh yeah, I listen to Serial. It's awesome. <laughs> I would imagine that's maybe why. Well, I don't. I mean, the, there was definitely some sketchiness in the trial, but I would want to say that like maybe some lawmakers. You know, the light got shined a little brighter on this trial, on this case, and maybe made him want to do the mini hearing. Um, it, yeah. I I feel like, based on what she's saying, that the the defense is trying to poke holes in Asia McLean's memory. Mm-hmm. That at least, understandably, on, yeah, understandably, <laughs> I think that at least on that side of it, they're not gonna like ask for a new trial because, like, seems it seems like it's hard to get courts to change their minds. It's very hard to get a new trial. Yeah. And um, so I seems like this is definitely not striking enough. Maybe the cell phone evidence will be. But you could say that Christina Gutierrez knew about Asia McLean and had this evidence been per, like presented mm-hmm. in 1999 or 2000, whenever the original trial was, it might have been much more reliable then. Like she might have known for sure if she had softball practice or volleyball practice or whatever. Mm-hmm. But... You know, this virtue of time has really fucked Adnan over in that way. Yeah. If 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 we are to believe that he deserves yeah. Well, maybe they'll ask her, but may, then again, maybe they'll be like, well, what did you have for lunch last Thursday? And she can be, she'll be like, I don't remember. And they'll be like, see, 
she's never she's just a person with a bad memory. I've always thought her testimony is a little shady, but then again, like it could totally be true. I guess we'll have to let the judge decide, which is a bummer because yeah. I like I like it when we get to decide. Yeah. Um, but the, what's the what are they trying to do with the what's the argument with the cell phone stuff? That hasn't come now? up yet. She's doing these like daily recaps, and they haven't hit the cell phone data yet in court. Mm-hmm. I think they're basically saying that at the time it was like these. If you ping these towers, that's like pause. That's that's it, man. Mm-hmm. Like you're dead to rights. And I think that what they're kind of trying to say now is like eh, that's actually not true. We didn't really understand that in 1999. Mm-hmm. So that's a, a, probably a reasonable argument that this is new evidence which is yeah. what you need to get a new trial you need to argue that there's new evidence that could get you yeah. off or that his if, lawyer was incompetent which could yeah, also get you both a new of those trial. things right but so. then when they also have to say this new evidence since it probably won't contradict like the original like this new evidence, evidence proves just, he's innocent right it, like i feel like they could say like even if we didn't have any if, even if we took all that cell phone evidence out there's there was still a convincing enough case for the jury to decide that i he believe was a judge can say that yeah I it'll think. be yeah, I, I don't think that they're going to give him a new trial. I feel like the Baltimore justice system has enough things to be embarrassed about right now. And I feel like even if there's pressure to shine new light on this, probably there's not going to like there's not going to be he enough pressure. He deserves this be... hearing. Like it's good yeah, that he's he des- getting this hearing. I think he probably deserves a new trial too, but I, I, I just don't think that he'll get it. What makes you think he deserves a new trial? If you don't think. I think he's innocent. And I think that. You think Adnan didn't do it. So who did it? Uh, Stephen Avery. Yeah, there was a guy this weekend at this thing. I was up looking maybe it's exactly the same like Stephen guy Avery, framed... and I was wondering if people are trying to look more like Stephen Avery now. <laughs> Weird. Maybe it's the guy who framed Stephen Avery, mm. the serial killer who framed Stephen Avery, also framed Adnan. It turned out it was Brendan Dassey's brother, <laughs> and then the uh, the stepdad that did it together. Oh, that's yeah. I, I don't believe that one actually. Really, Teresa Hallock's stepdad? No, 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 no. Brendan, uh, Brendan Dassey's Dassey 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 stepdad. stepdad. The one that yeah. was like in the shower or whatever. Yeah, taking a shower at an odd time of day. Yeah, and those two were each other's alibi. Mm-hmm. Well, but who do you really think did it, Gus? The Adnan one, I I don't know. I just don't think that he he did it. Yeah, I mean, it's not the the burden of proof is not on Adnan. Not on yeah. yeah, yeah. Although I guess it is now. That's true. Um, so but, I guess we'll we'll see. But anyway, it was just nice. This was much more enjoyable than the current season of Serial. Those fifteen. It's just minutes. such a to me. It's just such a different thing, and I think that's why we're we're serially disappointed in Serial mm-hmm. season two. Oh God, um, it just it's very much more like a it's a news magazine story and not this breaking mystery. Yeah. Um, if this were not serial, I think I'd be enjoying it a little more. I mean, really? I, I actually, I'm, I enjoyed it. I, I was, I'm intrigued by the story. I thought this week's episode was more intriguing than past week's mm. episodes. I actually thought last week's was the most intriguing so far. And then I was thinking, I, what I felt was like. was last week? Sorry. Now that they're doing these two week things, I'm like, I just, it's in one ear and out the other sometimes. Last episode was all the problems there are with the actual Oh, getting the guy organizations out. that yeah, yeah, the yeah. army has in place for like getting cap- mm-hmm. captives back. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I thought that was interesting. But that's like a more contained story. So I think it's a little easier to tell than the sprawling epic of what might or might not have been going on inside Bo Bergdahl's mind. Yeah, this one to me was interesting in like a kind of an ethical way too, where I was sort of ended up thinking like, here I made some notes. Um, well, first of all, it's interesting. The Bo Bergdahl as a character thing is interesting to me because you're like, 
do you know that guy? Do you know what I mean? Like, did you go to high school with that weird that weird guy that knows a lot about you know B fifty twos and uh, thinks he is a soldier of fortune? Maybe. I mean, I did. Um, and then I thought it was sort of interesting where they were like, okay, so if you have ethical objections to this mission, like if you think what you're doing there is bullshit, like, but you have to keep doing it. Do you know what I mean? Like, but so if you think it's bullshit. Does that mean you should still have to keep doing it? If you're in the army, yes. But if you're like, I'm hot, I want to take my jacket off, you know, and then you get shit on for taking your jacket off. But the, but then that guy was like totally reasonable in why he was like, don't take your jacket off. Right, <laughs> and it's also just like, it, I don't know how you could join the army and not know that you're going to get chewed out for bullshit things like that. Because they're because they're 18, <laughs> they're idiots. This whole episode was that. This whole episode was like, and I think she even addressed it at one point. It's like. Duh. Like, oh, you joined the army. Oh, are you going to have to do shitty things and it's going <laughs> to suck where you are? And, and you're going to have to go into a war zone where, like, people are shooting at you and blowing up and you're going to be super bored. I don't think they and you're, like, yeah. you never like, watched a movie? Also, like, have you never been in any life ever? Like, your <laughs> boss is maybe going to be an asshole at yeah. some point in life. But I will say I think there are so many kids that don't understand that or know that. Like, they think, like, I'm going into the army because it's a career mm. and I'm going to see action and it's going to be interesting, and I'm going to meet interesting people, and I'm going to get to learn cool stuff, and that is not what it actually turns out to be. Do you know what I mean? But that's just life, though, isn't it? It's like you're not going to be but then coddled, you're in, especially there, in the man. army. But I'm just saying, there's a lot of kids in the army, like not just that, like kids I went to school with, kids that did not did not expect it to be what it is, you know? And haven't, so they, you watched, can't, haven't they watched any movies about it? I mean, but even in movies, there's a lot of action. Like the movie yeah, isn't just them I guess sitting that's around. True. Like, even like movies that are like the military is a bad place to be it's always like but then you're, you're always like at least shooting at people for maybe half the movie yeah yeah but then the commander is always an asshole yeah there's the conditions no are always commanders. shitty yep. the moral quandaries are in you know everywhere <laughs> i mean i it's funny because i'm sort of wondering if if this is sarah koenig and serial's attempt to sort of tell this broader story that like oh guess what War is terrible, mm-hmm. and it's pointless, and there's nothing we can do in any of these places. Which is yep, yeah, and we don't do a good job. Edu- we don't, I guess, yeah. we don't do a good enough job educating people about what it really is like. And the way, but also the way we're doing it, like the way where we swap people out every year or whatever, is not the way to be doing it. Which yeah. I think is no surprise to a lot of people in the government. So yeah, I, we're guess what? We're we're it's a quagmire, isn't that on the news every day? Well, let like, me let me make an analogy here, Josh. Oh. Um, you knew going into jury duty, jury duty was going to suck, right? Like you're like, this is going to be a nightmare. I had an inkling that it would be pretty shitty. Yeah. When you did it, where you're like, wow, this is it. actually worse than I thought it would be. No, uh, strangely <laughs> okay. enough, uh, so it might not be a good analogy. I was on a jury for a month, and if it had been three weeks, I would have come out of it and said like, that was hard and annoying, but also like ultimately really interesting. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I lo- had an experience that. I would never want to do again, but that I uh, cherish is the wrong word. But I I value that experience mm-hmm. and what I value the, the story. What was the case? It was a medical like malpractice. Yeah, it was medical malpractice. Right? This guy had died, and and his wife was suing the doctor and the hospital. Um, and it was a really long trial. Mm-hmm. Um, but also really interesting. But also I you know I knew going into jury duty that I was just going to be, you know, sort of trapped somewhere potentially boring for a few weeks. I didn't sign my name to something where I was like, I, I kind of want to go shoot people and maybe I'll get yeah. shot at and maybe I'll stay in a, be in a nice bed or maybe I'll be in this 
wrap truck or whatever with yeah. leather seats and you know like, I just feel like it's just like there's a whole lot of duh in this episode yeah like the army is a fucked up bureaucracy and the commanders are probably mean and like you always want to hear stories about how the brothers in arms sticking together um, and maybe if it weren't Bo Bergdahl we would be hearing about that from the other guys in the army since he just seemed like a weirdo um, no offense to weirdos but he's a weirdo among weirdos mm-hmm. um, the picture of him with the pipe it's a sweet picture I think <laughs> it's so funny I think more people should smoke pipes. I don't advocate, I mean, I don't think smoking is a good idea, but I think a pipe is a sweet way to go if you're going to smoke. <laughs> it's just weird. Though. I mean, like you said it before, you sort of know this guy. We're getting a better picture of who uh, Bo Bergdahl is in yeah. e- in everyone's high school. You know, like, mm-hmm. oh, hey guys, uh, check out my... Yeah. Whatever. Like the Amsterdam story in this episode I thought was mm-hmm. pretty... He's, he's you know socially awkward. Yeah. Which is fine. Maybe a little, little spectrum. I don't know. They didn't mm-hmm. bring that up really, but, you know, he's very interested in... Uh, uh, not good socially and very interested in specifics mm-hmm. about things. Sleeps with a tomahawk on his chest on his bed springs. Yeah, yeah, that was weird. I mean, that sort of me is like, now I'm, I'm if I, even if I didn't before, like I'm buying his story at the beginning because like, yeah, you're it's, a weirdo. It's funny that he, he said like, oh, you know, I didn't talk to people because I wanted to keep a low profile. But it seems like he was doing plenty of other things to like make himself stand out, like mm-hmm. smoking a pipe, sleeping with a tomahawk, like listening to classical music, like... Obviously, he was standing out in yeah. some way, whether yeah. he was trying to or not. But I sort of respected when he was saying that stuff. I'm like, that sounds good. Like, it sounds like you'd end up being a general, dude. Like, you just hang in there, you keep your head down, you end up in, like, you end up at least working for, like, uh, what's the the thing Dick Cheney was involved in? It starts with an H. You know what I mean? The military. Yeah, Halliburton. Yeah. Military contractor bullshit. Uh, you just hang in there. Because he even said, like, he thought he wanted to do that or whatever, too. Like. Yeah. And then you become this weird soldier of fortune, which kind of seems like what you want to do, but you probably have ethical issues with later. That's well. the thing, though. Like, you can't be that guy and have ethical issues. Yeah. Like, those things, the two things are so at odds with each other. Like, you can't be the model soldier and also be thinking, oh, my commanders are doing the wrong thing. Like, it just doesn't doesn't work out for people. But what, Clearly for him. So is there any... So if everyone, let's say everyone in this platoon, I might be using these words wrong. I don't know anything about like <laughs> army organization, even though I looked at the chart on this. I looked at the chart, chart yeah. and I was like, this chart is confusing to me. <laughs> um, like, what's the difference between a gunner and a saw gunner? Like, I don't know. Um, so like, so let's say everyone in this platoon is upset. There's just no recourse for it. Like, they're just always like, oh, uh, fuck, we're fucked for three years or whatever we signed up for. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I guess it depends <laughs> on really what's going on, but like. I don't know. I mean, have we even heard what his major, like, what is it that really made him walk off? Is that guy it that, told him to shave. Yeah, that guy told uh, him to shave. He, they sent him into a dangerous situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, guess what? That's your fucking job. And and everything you ever hear about the army is like, oh, the commander sent us into the situation. They didn't even know how fucked up the situation was going to be. Like, yeah, that's like every war, isn't it? They don't know anything. They mm-hmm. don't. And they're, they're like, oh, well, they gave the enemy plenty of time to, like, set up another ambush for him on the road. Like. Isn't that every army story ever? I think he was more upset, not that it was dangerous, but that it was boring to me in a way that it, seemed like. It's. I think he's saying like, oh, these commanders are assholes. The, the real reason is he thinks, oh, this commander has got something against us. Mm-hmm. And so he's going to send us on a suicide mission. Yeah, that and was, we're all going to die. That was crazy, I thought. That and was full on it's crazy. Like, I, I could see why somebody would think it, but it's also like. I don't know. And I get I mean, that it's mentality like, if you're just out there and you're just talking to these guys and you're like riling each other up. Do you know what I mean? Like if that's your only. Mm-hmm. 
I guess what's crazy enough, what's crazy is to think, I can see you thinking it and I can see you thinking, even knowing like, I know this is crazy, but, but to think that you're going to break the rules and go find somebody and tell them about this and then they're going to believe you. That's what's, that's what's just like insane. The way he went about it was certainly it's sort of the like flight of fancy of like a nine-year-old or something Mm -hmm. almost you know like that mentality like oh if i do this then i do this and then i do this it's like that's not really how the world works you know the Mm -hmm. more likelihood is that you're gonna (laughs) find another commander and they're gonna be like you didn't listen to your commander get go in the stockade they still have a stockade you're on kp (laughs) for the week yeah peeling potatoes (laughs) clean that uh, toilet with your toothbrush boy (laughs) (laughs) um we just okay. turned uh, cereal into Gomer Pyle. Yeah. <laughs> I thought, well, speaking of that that's Bill Murray joke before. she made in that episode, I was like, like oh, yeah. It was like, a what? not very well done joke. That's, yeah. that's all. <laughs> was it a joke? I didn't even, maybe I. I you thought that says, a, a, they, There's a guy named Bill Murray, yeah. and then she makes a joke about how he how did he this, was. this, and apparently found time to be in stripes. And, and I, I was to, like, oh, it was a background player in stripes. I sure that that was actually the joke that she was making. And then I was like, God, you know. What? Not to get off track, but this. Stripes, what a great movie. <laughs> I haven't seen Stripes. No. I oh, only man. saw Groundhog Day for the first, da- first time. You're so young. I can't believe you work here. Stripe, <laughs> Stripes is is very, very funny. Um, you should you should check it out. Bill Murray is very, very fun. Yeah. yeah, I thought like, oh, man, that guy was also a background player in Stripes. Like, cool. And then I was like, oh, no, she means like. <laughs> She's making She's a joke. It's a total like that NPR skit <laughs> on Saturday not, Night Live joke. Yeah. Like, ha-ha, he was the one that was in Stripes. <laughs> <laughs> this is an NPR joke. So do you think that that sergeant, I think it was a sergeant, Clint Baker, was that guy just a dick? Like the guy that told him to shave and like told him to die or that they were going to toot him out for not wearing jackets in 110 degrees or whatever? Or was he justified in doing that? I thought that the guy that made the case afterwards, I was like, well, he does sound like a dick. That guy does sound like uh, F. Lee Army or whatever that guy's name is. It's in all the place of platoon sergeant in like every movie. Mm. I I have to say, looking at the picture, it did seem to me like these guys do look like they're slouching around, and especially Bo. He's like on, he's like standing, he's like slouching on one foot while his other foot is like. I will say that it's on the cereal. Yes, yeah. (laughs) The 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 shoe. His he's just like standing in an awkward way that looks very relaxed, and he's smoking a pipe and just looking. He's not, like, doing anything. Mm. Like, he does, like, if you showed me that, I'd be like, man, those guys look like they're lazing around. Yeah, if he had, like, fashionable sunglasses on. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. If he if had, he had, like, like little round sunglasses, too, yeah, yeah. yeah, you'd be like, Sounds whoa. Sounds like the kids were kind of fucking around breaking the rules, and Dad overreacted a little bit. That's, yeah. that's Dad's job. I mean, that's right. That you, Like, that probably happened to you in high school with, like, some mm-hmm. asshole professor sees you totally. in the hallway. You wouldn't then be like, I've got to go to the superintendent. And, right. like, but also, this like, professor's going to fail me. They let it go really far. Do you know what I mean? Like, they're out there for several days doing this, and whoever was their immediate commander, if they had an immediate commander there, didn't say to them, hey, uh, fuckheads, put your jackets on. Or, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, so that it got to this guy where it was like the superintendent's yelling at you and they're like, oh, fuck, superintendent. You know what I mean? Like, why did my teacher say something first? Like, But that doesn't mean that he's out to kill you, which no. is what he sort of implied later. Uh, that what, again, made me think Bo is actually kind of legitimately crazy. He's going to send me on a suicide mission? Like, no, this is not a movie. It seems like, <laughs> this it is just, real life. It just seems like he was clearly discontent before then, really for other reasons. Mm-hmm. It just seems like that's the backstory is that he wanted to be out there doing Killing. more active things to help the world 
whether it's which I understand. He didn't want to be giving out giving coloring out blankets books and stuff. Well, but he was also saying like, oh, I wish we were doing a better job at that at that stuff. I think they mentioned at one point mm-hmm. the outreach stuff. Mm-hmm. And which just is basically true. feeling like, like oh, I know better. I know better than like the people above me. Which again, you know, an understandable sentiment that I think everybody encounters in their daily lives. But to be in the army and then be like, uh, and I, I have like a cool way to deal with it. I'll run away. Yeah. I mean, that's like, the place. That's the place in about? life where or the job in life where you're. That's least likely to be <laughs> effective. You know, like there's no end run around your commander, and right. you're stuck there. Like, you know. It, a more rational person might have done his tour and written everything down and come home and like, you know, tried to get somebody interested in publishing it and actually making a difference. But maybe he thought mm-hmm. he was going to make a difference with his dust one. But yeah, or he could have gone like Edward Snowden, Secret Inside, mm-hmm. you know, sending emails to the New York Times or something. But, Although I think he said he tried to do that or he thought about doing it and didn't think. I don't know. But uh, but I mean, then the question there is like, is there a story? No. Like the story is like. Yeah, we're in a war zone and shit is fucked up and we're in danger. Mm-hmm. Yep. Or it's a story that you work on for a year and that wasn't quick enough for him. Mm-hmm. That you that this ultimate story would be like, yeah, the way we're doing this is not the way we should be doing it. Yeah. And then the, uh, the, the larger thing, which I think is a legitimate point, which maybe people listening will not uh, necessarily have thought a lot about, but okay, we shouldn't have been there mm-hmm. and we... There was no way we're going to get out, and there's basically basically there's no way that we're going to accomplish what we thought we were going to accomplish, and we should have just gone in and told the elders, "Hey, we're looking for Bin Laden, then we're leaving." Um, that would have been a smarter thing to do, but that's really, in a weird way, not Bo Bergdahl's business. You know, mm-hmm. it's yep, the government and the military fucked up a mission. Like, welcome to America. We've only do, we've only done war once, right? I think, right? World War Two. That's the only one we're allowed to get behind. Not World War One, we'll probably get mm, World War No, I. they say World War One. I. I mean, we we came into World War One really late, and then it was like a really shitty war. It was a really shitty war. Yeah, right? uh, and that, we, we won. I'm not saying that to be like a pansy <laughs> leftist liberal. I mean, that just seemed that's sort of the you know almost the consensus among uh, all uh, political types. Like mm-hmm. that was a that was, World War Two. It's a justified war. We went in, kicked ass. It was great. We took care of it, and everywhere else has been like, Big boost oops, we didn't think about what we were doing, and mm-hmm. uh, now things are worse. ISIS. <laughs> great. Thanks, Obama. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, this was in, I don't remember when this was. It's like uh, 1950. No, <laughs> different than that. Was it Obama at the time, I guess? Yeah, right? Die of, uh, no, uh, he got out in uh, But it wasn't right? his responsibility. To, he didn't get us in there. And that's, anyways. That's a whole other podcast. How about that Bernie Sanders? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, what does he think about this whole thing? What does he think about Bo Bergdahl? Why is no one asking the, the tough questions? Well, Bernie Sanders just be like, well, we, shouldn't have, we shouldn't have gone to war anywhere ever. Yeah. Except Germany and Japan. <laughs> that one time. I mean, I guess it seems like a much more justified war in hindsight. But I will also say that like a lot of that concentrate well... A lot of that stuff didn't come out till the end of the war. Yep. <laughs> yeah, but they were still, well. The they might have known about it. They might have known about it. Uh, yeah, well, anyways, Bo Bergdahl, is he going to get in trouble? Who knows? We'll find out, I guess, in like two years when Sarah Koenig does daily mm-hmm. updates about his trial. Yeah. Do you guys think that what there's something that you could learn about his childhood that would help you see this in a different light where you're like, yeah, I, I'm i more sympathetic to him now? Like all the stuff that we've been ragging on him. I am actually sympathetic to him. I think he's sort of a confused guy and a sort of specific type of personality and certainly 
didn't know what he was getting himself into. He's and a I feel, kid. Yeah, and I feel terrible. Like the guy spent five years, you know, locked up and tortured. That's yeah. that's awful. I feel bad for him. I don't think he was malicious. I, I think he's was kind of a dummy with delusions of grandeur. I think a lot of the people that join the army are dummies, and I don't mean that in saying like if you join the army you're a dummy. I just mean like a lot of these guys that are going into the army don't have a lot of choices. They just have unrealistic expectations. Unrealistic expectations and not a lot of choices in their lives. So together, those blend into a bad situation. Yep. So I, yeah, I got, I got mo- ninety nine percent sympathy for Bo Bergdahl. Yeah, I think he made a real dumb mistake. Yeah, and I certainly, <laughs> if I were. Had, you know, I mean, I am on his jury. I don't know if you guys know that. I shouldn't be on this podcast, <laughs> probably. Um, but I, I would. It, common sense seems to be what sounded like what they initially want to do with him, which is enough is enough. You know, mm-hmm. you've you've suffered enough. You fucked up. Just you're done in the army, and mm-hmm. you can never go to Afghanistan again <laughs> or Pakistan. You got to stay out of both. And you have a pretty distinctive name, so we'll, you'll be just picked on for the rest of your life. Yep. Good luck. Oh, Bo. Um, cool. Anything else? <laughs> I guess. I so. Not to, for now. I'm excited to see what happens with Anand's hearing. That'll be fun. <laughs> and I'm a little interested in next week's serial, or, or two weeks well, from two now, weeks where from they now, talk yeah. about even more of this. They said it's kind of a two-parter mm-hmm. this episode, so. Oh, no. They're just going to talk about his gr- his gr- up- upbringing mm-hmm. and like what he was like before he joined the army, basically. That's yeah. why I asked that question because it's like that. Or at least in the coming up, like next week on Serial, mm-hmm. that's what they. It was all like, oh, he's walking in the forest. Really, really nice blue-eyed boy from Iowa. Like, mm. and he just that's, showed up. I don't and care his, that he has blue you know, eyes. Yeah. yeah, I think it's very important. <laughs> Maybe if you saw him, you would. <laughs> oh, I forgot to mention one thing that was my favorite part of this episode, um, which was Mark Bull being so casual in his responses when he was like, "Oh, I, I, my whatever, my statement was 380 pages." And he, what did he say? Like. No fucking way, bro, or something like. <laughs> all right, that seems like a reasonable statement length too. I mean, it's, I guess I don't have like a lot of knowledge about. You don't do a lot of sta- statements. I don't. I don't here. debrief a lot, but yeah. yeah. If you were, do, if you usually... typed out everything you said for one day, it would not be three hundred and eighty pages. Yeah, but I assume it's more than one day, and there's people. No, asking he said questions. it was a day and a half. Yeah, it was just yeah. that one. That one yeah, maybe general. They, maybe they format it weird. <laughs> yeah, maybe it's like or maybe it's like in the script script format. It's like Final Draft. Everything is squished into the middle. Thanks, everyone, so much for listening to The Serial Serial. If you like our show, tell your friends and review the show on iTunes. We'll be back in two weeks, if not before, with Season 1 updates. So thanks, guys. Mm-hmm.